it's time for another episode of Spies, Lies, and Private Eyes. Here's your host, Terrence McCauley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Spies, Lies, and Private Eyes right here on the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Today, my guest is Joe Clifford. He is an acclaimed author and musician. His latest work, Say My Name, is billed as a true crime novel and is published by Square Tire Books. Thanks for being here, Joe. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's good to see so, you again. Yeah, it's always great to see you, pal. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Say My Name? Say My Name started, uh, I, I was reading Jess Lurie's Unspeakable Things, and if you haven't read Jess, you should you certainly correct that now. It's a fantastic Yeah, she's, she's yeah. excellent. She's a fantastic person too. Um, but reading that book, uh, she, she there's an introduction in there where she talks about the um, events that inspired the book, uh, and I I mistook that, <laughs> you know, I misread it, as being this is a true story, it's a true crime story. And I, I thought, wow, that's really interesting. You know, you have a you have a mystery author going back to her hometown, and she's looking back at this mystery that probably is you know that's probably what inspired her to write the genre in the first place. And I was a couple right. chapters in when I realized that, that wasn't what the book was. It was, it was, a, it was a novel, it was a script novel. And she was using some, you know, facts that had happened and, and, you know, loosely basing. But then I was like, well, you know, man, I should, um, I should write that. I should write that book. I like that idea. Um, and, and, and it captured my interest. So I wrote a novel about a, a mid-list author, moderately successful uh, mystery series set in New Hampshire, uh, I never referenced Jay Porter or anything, but, you know, it, it's clear that, you know, that it's that kind of book I'm talking about. And he uh, right. he's going back to um, he's fresh off a divorce. Um, this 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 source at this point caused endless, endless fighting with my wife because she was very upset that I wrote a, a novel where the where the protagonist was divorced. Um, and it was, really, <laughs> it was really kind of adorable. But um, anyway, so he goes back to teachers old college and. Uh, and yeah, while he's there, he you know he, he uh, you know gets drawn back into the missing, uh, still unsolved disappearance of two twins, uh, one of whom he had a crush on when he was fourteen. So okay. um, you know it, it, that's the premise. And in, in at the heart of the book is my friend, uh, my friend Jack Locko, who died of cancer a few years ago, and um, I got to bring, in a way, you know, bring Jack back to life as a character. Um, in the book, you know, even though he's, you know, I talk about him, his passing away, it's, it's still fun to, to revisit. I don't know if fun's the right word. It's cathartic um, to revisit uh, right. people we've lost that way. Mm -hmm. and so, but of course, you know, I mean, a mystery novel's got to, you know, hinges on the, on the twists and the turns. And I think, I think the, the, the twist at the end is, is a, is a pretty damn good one. If I do say so myself. Um, so yeah, that's the idea. Yeah, it's a it's a meta blend of you know fiction and reality and you know a true crime novel you know is it's it's, it's itself a uh, uh, not what's the fucking word I'm looking for contradiction um, okay you got true crime right which is truth and then you got novel which is fiction so you know I'm playing playing with tropes playing with expectation playing with genre and trying to um, subvert audience expectation uh, I think I do it. Um, right. Right. I, well, and that's what you have to do to keep it fresh, right? For yourself. I mean, it's, it, you know, when we write these things, it's not just for the audience, but it's also got to be rewarding for ourselves. We have to keep those creative juices 
Yeah, but this, was, this was a book that um, it came it, it pretty close to getting me what I've always wanted, which is, you know, a lot of money in a, in a big, big four press. Um, it was sitting at a couple houses for quite a while. And uh, in, the, in the, the feedback from those editors who liked, who love the book and then you know of course you get kicked up the wrong and they're like well this guy's sales suck or this guy whatever right um and uh you know and you eventually you know three months later you're like okay well that's now now what do i do but um the initial you know enthusiasm of those editors at these houses uh was so uh i don't know i guess invigorating uh, encouraging it um mm -hmm. it allowed me to uh you know pursue getting the book out into the world so Right. Yeah. You had faith in it because it had gone through some sort of vetting process, even though they hadn't optioned it. And that, that's yeah. helpful yeah, it in and of close. itself. It seemed, yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the industry we work in, as we were grousing about before we started this, is, you know, they're risk adverse by, by nature. They're always looking for the next big thing, but they're risk adverse uh, for good reason. I mean, this isn't the best, you know, the big house. I mean, like they have to fucking make money. I mean, they have to make money and yeah. they've, got, they've got employees and they've got distribution channels and they've got, an editor can love a book and you and you have to start looking at the nuts and bolts and like, is this going to sell? How are we going to promote this? A lot of, uh, you know, I've worked with small presses and I know how all that, that goes. And so this isn't yeah. like the bad mouth, you know, that part. I understand how I get it. You know, you want to, you want to, you want a book that's going to hit because you're investing. You only have so much money you can put into a book. And um, is this going to be our book this year? You know, so you, you find a known commodity and that's why you get, you know, 28 James Patterson versions of James Patterson with somebody else because those books are going to sell. They're going to make money. And he's really right. good. I mean, like, don't, I'm not going to knock James Patterson either. He, he did something that's amazing. Like he, he cracked the code and um, yeah, it's, it's incredible what he did. So uh, it's a long roundabout way of saying that writing is hard and uh, you know, so is life and enjoy your cigars while you can. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a guy who's had several books out there. For it's a, a really it's long all, time. It's all gonna end someday. Yeah. <laughs> when I was working for the state, they used to say I, I had to file a uh, conflict of interest and in outside employment form, and they all said, looked at the amount of money I was getting paid as an advance, and they'd say that that can't be accurate. You have to be lying. I said, why am I lying? And they said, oh, well, we've seen the affair, we've seen romancing the stone. All these yeah. writers get big advances, and they go to these fancy parties. I said. Well, there are some, but not many, and yeah. I know a hell of a lot who don't. Yeah, no, no. There's about there's about four, and we know who they are, and they deserve right. it. And I'm happy for them. At the same time, you know, besieged by petty jealousy, but uh, it's it's you know when you, when you write and you do this this sort of thing for a living, it, it, it's sort of decided for you. I mean, mm -hmm. if you can, I always you know whenever I, I get a chance. In fact, later on today. After the, my spinal injections, I get to go teach a class, or not. I get to chime into a class, and I zoom into a class back east. Who read my book, and um, and I, the advice I always give when they ask, you know, somebody's like, you know, if they want to be a writer, I'm like, if you can decide not to be a writer, don't be a writer. I mean, be right, be anything. I mean, do, I mean, I I tried to stop writing last year, and I really kind of lost my mind a bit. I mean, yeah. I mean, anyway, <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna fucking implicate myself on the air but it was bad like i mean i it was bad like it was like i mean like my, my therapist at the time he's like dude you're going to fucking prison like you you are going to prison if you don't knock yeah. it off and that's not to make myself sound tougher than i am i was just kind of losing it i was cracking up i was i was mm -hmm. having these you know like i couldn't control my temper i couldn't control 
my outbursts in public. I was, I was, you know, getting into altercations of just, you know, kind of shit you do when you're 16 years old. But, and I, I didn't realize it at the time, but I had no outlets in, in, in mm-hmm. the writer is what I do. It's what I, it's how I identify. It's who I am. And, uh, you know, I love my kids and uh, I love my wife and I love my family. And I, I do love my country club and golfing, but, um, right. you know, I know it contradicts myself, but I'm Walt Whitman. Uh, you know, <laughs> so, no, it's it just, but who I am is a, is a person. If I'm not, if I'm not creating, if I'm not being, if I'm not a writer and an artist, what the fuck am I? I'm not, right. You know, I don't, I don't have this intrinsic thing where you, you know, you, I, I watch some of these fucking people and, and they're down, they're walking down the street and they just seem so goddamn delighted to be alive. Like they really do. They're walking down the street and I don't know, they're fucking whistling or they're drinking a coffee and they're, the sun's out and the birds chirping on their shoulders. I'm, I'm not, uh, I've never been like that. And, I, I, and maybe I'm begrudging somebody else for having something. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was begrudge other people. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't have that just thrill of waking up and being alive. Like if I, right. if I have a purpose, and, and if I don't wake up and, and have something to do and somebody to be and that someone to be being more than, than, than just a dad or father or, or even a friend or a human, like, I mean, I need a purpose. Right. And, and I, I decided, you know, ride or die, uh, right. And um, that's why you just want to lift up your phone a little bit because the, the, oh. the sound is getting muted. Oh, sorry. All right. There we go. No, no problem. So you were saying you wanted to, you need to write or die. Yeah, well, I think I said write or die. Um, but yeah, but yeah, the play on words, write or die. Uh, yeah. So that's what I did. That's what I do. And 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 once I decided to start writing again, I felt a little more solace, a little more peace, a little more. I don't know what the fucking word is. I mean, I'm yeah. not exactly not exactly jovial, but um, I have a reason for for being and. And some people um, seem to like what I do, and some people seem to like me. And 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 that point of view, you know, the worlds I kind of offer a glimpse into. So, right, it's, it's it's great to have, you know, an audience. Would you say Would you say that a lot of your m- current mental state filtered into this book as you were writing it? I oh, would yeah, imagine yeah, it probably yeah. did. Oh yeah, because it's 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 all. I mean, it's 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 written in first person, and it's written. Basically, as though I, I in in, in quotes, um, were solving a mystery. Um, right. So yeah, I would, I would, I would put on songs that were playing on the radio if the song came out on the radio, like you know when mm-hmm. like rock came on, which was just like that's great. I mean, it's just a great song for that particular scene in the book. And I'm like, in the book, in the, in the book, and the song comes on, um, and it's not Bob Seger's fault that fucking Chevy turned into a commercial. It's a great goddamn song. Twenty <laughs> years, where'd they go? Twenty years, I don't know. Um, so right yeah i mean and so you know all the people in the book are real people they're the people in the book i got permission to use their names um you know the 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 twins in the book are real people i did not get permission to use their name one of the twins was fine with it the other twin was like that's fucking creepy as fuck please change our names i'm like no problem um but i mean anybody who's from that town knows who i'm fucking talking about uh and the people in the book my best friends jack Locko and jim case and ron lamontaine um they're all characters in the book and they're, you know, you know, my sidekicks and friends and we're all in this adventure together, which is, which is really cool. Uh, and, and I, yeah, I mean, I like, you know, you immerse yourself. There. I mean, if you were doing it, you know, if you were a psychotherapist, right. It, you could understand why somebody who has such a, a, I don't know, shaky 
grasp on reality or their world or their life or their their work their self-worth or well-being would right. gravitate gravitate towards this field right because it's you know you're in a sense you you get to play god you get to choose who live who lives who dies who gets hurt right. who, and it's it's really in, in that sense you know sort of fascinating i mean it's egotistical narcissistic um megalomaniac really pushed to an utmost degree if you want to dwell on the <laughs> negative which i kind of do uh, but yeah, that's part of the appeal is, is we decide, we decide who lives, we decide who pays the price. And, right. and I've always been interested in the nuances and the abstract sort of, you know, the gradation of, of guilt and innocence, um, rather than, you know, you know, the, the twirling mustache villain and then the, you know, the hero in white. And I get a lot of shit about my, my books, you know, the criticism I get about the books is often that, you know, the characters are unlikable. Right. Uh, we were watching my wife and I were watching yellow jackets last night. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a great, great show on, on showtime. Uh, yellow yeah. Jacket. It's on my list to see it. Oh, it's fucking fantastic. But I'm watching the show. I'm going like, there's, you know, the one character on the, on the show I like is Misty by, by Christina Ricci. And okay. She is, uh, I'm not giving anything away, but I don't think you're supposed to like her, you know? Right. But like, so it's, and I, I think about all these stuff, the characters I like, like I never saw Walter White as a bad guy. And I still don't see Walter White as a bad guy. And people, right. and people, people tell me, you know, Holden Caulfield's whiny and he complains a lot. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, we're not going to be friends. Anybody who doesn't like fucking Holden Caulfield, I don't want in my life. I really right. don't. Like, if you don't like catching the ride, we can hang out. We can talk. But like, like you're never going to have, like, be part of that, I don't know, whatever the people Inner that circle. Really ad admire. Because if you don't right. understand what Holden Caulfield sees... If you walk around, you don't see the same fucking. I mean, I saw the same shit he see it, saw it when I was sixteen. I saw it. I saw it when mm -hmm. I was twenty five. I'm fifty two now, and I still see it. Right. Like I don't. I don't see a world. You know, this is quite so. I, I don't know, rosy or sunny or, or you know, you have you're fucking a mass shooting every goddamn day, and they're passing laws about you know what people's genitals are like. I don't. I don't get it, man. I don't. I don't get it. Right. I don't understand. This isn't a political thing. You know, I've always you know, been more. Well, not always. I mean, I describe myself more as a progressive, and I was thinking about this. I don't know why on the way over here. Uh, maybe just because I know, you know, where everybody's ideologies line. It's not so much that I am le I'm left of center. It's mm -hmm. more that conservative. I don't want to conserve anything because I don't like what I see. So the only other right. choice is like is, is progress. But then you get to all these we weird things with with progress and what constitutes progress, and everyone has a different idea, and and, and we see it all the time. And, and and there's always this this battle like who can be the most. I'm the most progressive and that, that shit's right. also fucking annoying as fuck. Um, but mm -hmm. I want to see a world where it's a better place. I mean, I want to see people who fucking can be who they want to be and not catch shit for it. And everyone has a right, right. to be who they want to be. And everybody has a right to pursue. And if that's, you know, however they identify or what they do, that's, you know, God fucking bless them. I mean, that's how yeah. I, I mean, being an artist, you're sort of an outcast. And so I've always sided with the iconoclast. I've always sided sort of with the, the misanthropes of the, you know, the guys who aren't, or, you know, they're just not quite where everyone else is. And I know this right. Is, yeah. A little. Yeah, no, that makes but every sense. fucking inter interview I give is scattered. Every, I, I, I <laughs> no, it's and I'm like, holy fucking, you know, it sounds like a guy who really was in a mental hospital. And I was for not a lot. <laughs> I mean, a, a few of them I was. I was committed a couple of times, but, you know, back in, right. the, in, the, in the junkie days. Um, but I mean, I seriously have a little bit of a speech problem and, and it comes across when I start getting excited. I'll, you know, I'll start stuttering or whatever. And I don't know how much is from the drugs 
or I mean, because I'm certainly not nervous, you know. Right. But I'll I'll listen to it. I was doing a I was doing like a, a show on it was like one of those fucking the TV show for the Huff Post Live, and okay. it was on like it was like on drug addiction and like, and I'm I'm the guy who's like the recovered guy, and I'm watching right. myself. I'm like, if I were watching that guy, I'd be like, that guy's on drugs because I mean I'm fucking I'm touching my face and my hair and I'm getting all fucking worked up. Um. So I don't, you know, I'll go back. I won't probably won't listen to this. Maybe I will, but I do. I always sound fucking nuts. Um, and so, but I'm not. You're not. No, I, I you're not. Like, you're sane enough to get a, several books done for Christ's sakes. I mean, you're, you're, you're definitely far from nuts. You've yeah. got your own world. I know. Too, I, and that comes I, through far from nuts is a little, little, little generous. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you've got your own worldview and it comes through in your art, which is what good art is always going to be, whether it's painting or writing or acting or anything like that. And earlier you were talking about unsympathetic characters. I think that's why, you know, shows way back when The Shield was great because you had a lot, you know, the main character was a villain and the people who thought he was a good guy never really got the, the meaning of the show. Um, he was a villain from start to finish, uh, but it was so interesting you were able to follow it. And the same thing I think is the reason why Succession is so popular because you hate all of these people, and you, you, you I think, it, I know for me, I'm watching it to see that they get their comeuppance. And, yeah, I mean, uh, I, you know. I mean, we were saying before, I was saying I wasn't going to bash the publishing industry, but I will, I will throw out this one uh, caveat that, you know, the, the, the unlikable, there's no likable characters, or I don't like the protagonist. It really is the, it's, it's not you, it's me of, of publishing rejection. It means I don't like the book. I don't have anything fucking to say why I don't like the book. So I'm going to say this is like once you know if you get if you're engrossed you don't give a shit if you like them or you don't like them you're engrossed right you're, you're watching right. and so it, you're it's more of a nuance which is truer to life because most of the people you know are simultaneously really cool sometimes and sometimes they're fucking assholes and that's right you know and that includes my own kids and i love my kids but my 12 year old <laughs> could be an asshole sometimes and um and and you know that's why they invented south park you know, if you listen to the stories, like, you know, it was South Park because everyone kept talking about what an angel, you know, these little kids are. And like, it's not true. When they're 12, no. they're kind of, they can be a little mean. And my son, my son, I'm not supposed to say his name anymore because fucking I got some fucking weirdo, you know, when you write, you get people who reach into your private life. And so I'm not supposed yeah. to talk to the kid. So, but yeah. everyone already fucking knows his name's Holden. And, um, <laughs> and uh, he's great. And he's awesome. We just went to Boston and uh, at, see my sister and he's fantastic. Great kid. Love him. Uh, and we had a great time, just him, you know, well, it was just two of us. But man, when you get in the family dynamic and he has, you know, his 12 year old, because yeah, 12 year old, you're just starting to figure out now, like, I'm not somebody's property. I am my own person. So when you tell right. me to do something, I can say no. And that's a really weird thing as a dad, because I also remember being 12 and being like, the fuck are you telling me to take out the trash for you? Take out the goddamn trash. Like, I ain't doing that. Um, I remember I was 16. When I was 16. I came home. I had my keys and I gave them to my father. I'm like, here, take my car. And he's like, why are you doing that? I'm like, because I'm not getting a job this summer. And, uh, yeah. and so, I mean, I, and, you know, and, and you see these cycles, right? Like, I see myself turning into my dad, which is terrifying. Uh, and, and, and I see myself in my, you know, my boys. Right. But right. they can also, as, you know, as much as you love them and you hug them and they're, they're great, you can also see like, yeah, you're kind of being a little shit right now. And, um, right. and everybody is like that, you know, like everyone has their good moments, their bad moments. And in this, this, this line of, of you know, uh, well, now you're a bad guy and, and it happens in the, in the real world too. Um, and there's some people I think that are so bad, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, uh, you know, they don't get a pass. But there's, there's some people, who, right. you know, I mean, you know, it's not so great, but I still, 
kind of think he's a fucking funny comedian, you know, like, you right. know, I understand what he did was shitty and, uh, you know, not condoning it, but like fucking Louis C.K. makes me laugh. Sorry. Like he does. Right. And, uh, and what he did was wrong. Like, but I'm not fucking like hanging out with the guy. Like we're not friends. I just hear some jokes and I go like, God damn, that's a fucking funny joke. And um, he was a comedian and it, and it made you laugh. And it, it's, yeah, and also it's what he did was, it was, it was terrible. I mean, it was, it was pretty shitty. And, and, and like, I'm not excusing that, but like, you know, I don't know, like fucking jokes about like, you know, being in a coffee shop and hearing people say the word hysterical, you know, makes me laugh. Um, right. So I don't know. I, I'm not the moral police. I don't, I don't know. I, I just, uh, it, it makes, it's always interesting to me to see how people decide, you know, this is worth while and this isn't worthwhile and we do it with people and we offer right. judgments and, and that's that's what makes being a human such a fun wacky experience right you get to I know. what's acceptable to you and what's you know may not be acceptable to that i just think you know personally to let people do whatever the fuck they want and uh you know leave them alone yeah leave them alone. that's right yeah and it, it's funny you were talking you hinted a little bit about like the dysfunctional family dynamic and you know it's funny i'm almost 50 i'll be 50 next year I have never seen a functional family. I think every family is at its core, just a group of individuals. And each of those individuals brings their own life experience to that group, which in this case is a family, but it could be people at work too, or friend groups. And there's always going to be a certain amount of disconnect there. And to define it as dysfunction, no, I think it's just a functional family that has a lot of variety in it. And the same thing can yeah, happen so, in the types yeah. of stories that we write. I, I've never seen one family that was completely perfect all the time about everything. No, I've I think some families do a better job projecting a, a, a you know a front. Um, but yeah, I think, I think if you were there, you'd see that they have you know everyone has everyone has problems. Even the rich have problems. I know we hate them. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know, rich, and I get it. You know, I'll, I mean, I'll be online to eat them too. Um, you know, if I'm not one of them, but um, <laughs> <laughs> if you are, all bets are off. Well, then, well, then we change. You know, things change. But you know, there's <laughs> fucking problems, man. Like it's like it's not. They don't go away just because, right? We, you know, we are just fucking houseplants with neuroses, right? Like it's 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 strange. The human condition is a is. is you couldn't have explained how this thing worked to me when I was a kid. Um, just like I'm trying to explain to my boys now. And it's, it's not mm -hmm. quite the way you think it's going to turn out. You know, it's, it's right. I still think the last, I mean, this here is a fucking segue for you, but I still think the last Jedi is the best, best star Wars movie. I'll even put it ahead of empire strikes back just for the sake of being argumentative. But the line where Luke says, this isn't going to go the way you think it's going to go. And that's right. I all the fucking time, because that's not how like, you could explain this to me, and that's really how I could. I you can't sum it up any better. It's not going to go the way you think it's going to go. And I, I try to tell my boys, like, I know it looks this way, you know, right. it's kind of like, but the, the nuance and the subtleties of of this world and how you have to navigate the pitfalls and stay out of trouble. You know, everything is everything is both true and not true. Right? Burden the hands were tuned, but nothing ventured, nothing gained. You know, it's, we, right. are, we are studies in contradiction. You know, this push and pull and this universal balance and. Um, yeah, I mean, this is you know, this this the shit you you wrestle with when you when you when you spend so much time in your head. Um, well, that's it too. Yeah, or are crazy, or we're or, or just, you know, <laughs> just just fundamentally bored. I don't know. Um, but so. it's funny how you have to, you know, you, you hit on it earlier, where you know, when you're a writer, you have to write, you have to create, otherwise, it throws everything out of balance, and it's not being an artistic pain in the ass. It's not trying to be quirky. 
it's a lot of us wish we could turn it off and turn it on. But, you know, I, I'm a lot like you, wherein if I don't write and I'm not creating, uh, even if no one's ever going to see it, it throws my entire life off. It throws off my entire perception of everything. And that's difficult to explain to people who don't understand that it. it's not noble. It's just the, the condition of the way we are. No, and it, it, it's, it's, it's the hallmark of, of what, whatever it is we are. My wife, mm. uh, bless her heart. And she, she works at a, she, she's got a, a, you know, works in an office, you know, works for a school. She's got a very good job. She's a, you know, at a, private private school anyway the point is uh is, is she talked about like i'm an artist too and i'm like, like i'm not always saying you're not an artist like that's you know but like i i can't i can't do what she does i can't get up and get in a car and drive someone and go into an office and and she's like well that's just that what you have to do and my father said it's just what you have to do and he, he worked in you know the field like i can't mm-hmm. do it like i can't i'm not wired that way i'm not i can't you put me in a in a, in a, in a, in a cubicle i'll go fucking i can't do it i can't yeah. Um, and I've tried to, you know, assimilate or, or, or at least be a part of that, you know, because I'd love to have more money and, you know, health insurance and that kind of thing. Uh, but sure. I can't, um, you know, I made a decision a long time ago that I was going to be, uh, you know, a writer, a artist, um, musician, whatever. And, 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 and that's what I was, you know, hitching my cart to or my, you know, and that's my, where my fate was going to fall. And, um, you know, and you get the wonderful ups and downs and, you know, mm-hmm. all, the, all the, you know, neuroses to go with it. But um, I can't. Yeah, for an individual effort, like writing or creating art, you we are wholly dependent and, and reliant, reliant on the opinions of others. Based yeah, on what we do. yeah, you know, and I have, you know, and, you know, I'm sure you have a therapist and if you don't have one now, you'll be getting one soon or you have. <laughs> so, um, I've been to know, therapy for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And they're always telling you the same thing. Like, you know, well, you can't let your job define you. Like, uh, fuck. It. Yeah, of course it defines me. All my, all my yeah. work comes from outside sources. And if I get, you know, if the majority of people don't like my last book, I, my last book wasn't good. Like, I'm, I can't, I can't. And right. I understand you need you can't write for other people and you got to write you know but that that whole advice about writing for yourself it's like you know go fuck yourself write for yourself write for yourself mm-hmm. a goddamn journal that's you know that's shit you do when you're 16 when you do this for a fucking career you're writing for other people and if you're not getting the response or the reaction the problem isn't the other people you're not doing right. a good enough jobs so go back and do a better job in, in a way that connects with people now at the same time we also like you said we're more sensitive to the criticism so you could have 99 people saying something very positive about your book and you're going to glom onto the one person saying something negative because we just that's how we are which is a weird right. another uh, thing but um right. and our perspective isn't yeah. and, you know entirely accurate but uh yeah i mean we're having a conversation with an audience and having readers get what we're talking about and 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 feel what we're talking about and be passionate even you know i'd rather mm. passionately hate my book than to get that you know milk toast yeah, it was okay, you know. Yeah, right. 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 Love yeah, or hate it, but don't, 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 don't. I don't want to do that, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, don't dismiss it like that. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's always going to be more important to us than it is for anybody else, but that doesn't mean it's worthless. And we, that striking that balance between correct, uh, you know, constructive criticism and um, and confidence is really tough for people in the arena. Yeah, it's uh... it really is. It really is. So, what do you? Um, I know that you've got an awful lot going on in that head of yours. What do you think the next steps are in your career? 
Uh, well, I mean, today I'm going into the studio to finish uh, uh, working on the Wandering Jews record. That's uh, that's that okay. Was, that's the um, that's the latest album we're doing. Um, where we got uh, Franz Nicolay from the Hold Steady to play keyboards, which is incredible. And wow. We just got we got a really great Mike Mike Schnabel from Tukal Garage uh, does some vocals on it. it it's it's we really just got an outstanding um, group of people to play with us this time, and mm-hmm. and I've always got books. You know, I've got you know, the new proof for all who wander, which is the next book that comes out. Um, we're trying okay. to, you know, I got a new publicist and we're doing this sort of rapid release. So all who wander will be out, you know, within a few months. And after that, a moth to flame will be out. And shortly after that, I won't say a word will be out. Um, and you know, wh- who's putting these out and when they're coming out, I can't say, but they're, they're coming out fast. Um, right. You know, so I'll have several, several books this year and an album and I'll be writing more books and I'll, writing more music and you know maybe return to painting as well might as well be a triple threat and things that don't make me money um (laughs) if you're not gonna get rich doing one thing yeah before doing a whole bunch of things i mean yeah (laughs) i mean yeah i mean at some point hanging in there just makes you look like a bigger idiot but um you know i'm also 52 i'm not you know what am i gonna do you know go i'm gonna go learn a new trade or i'm gonna go learn how to like work on copiers or something i'm not gonna I'm 50 fucking two. What, what do I do? I, yeah. got, I got a history and drug addiction and an, I'm an artist. So I can be a, a fucking drug counselor or I can, I can find some artistic medium. Cause I, I sure as fuck am not going to get hired by anybody. You know I mean? How right. do you explain a 32 year gap in employment? You know, right. like, uh, I was trying to find, you know, you have, it says here you last worked at a day job in 1995. Well, yeah, you know, I've been, I've been you know, thinking <laughs> this, doing some other things. Plumbing the depths it. of human creativity. Like my kid tells me, yeah, you know, the last century. And I'm like, hey, and I go, like, oh, fuck, yeah, you're right. It was the last yeah. century. Um, and yeah, and deep, you know, you know, not too shallow in the recent century, right? I mean, like, right. you know, we're going back a while, like the 70s and, and shit. So um yeah. yeah, it's fucking weird. But it, it sneaks up on you. Yeah, it's it's definitely you know, as you get older, you realize that, um, you know, certain options are removed from you. It's definitely not over, but there are certain doors that close and guide your path. And that's, We're not going to be astronauts, that's, that's, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, yeah no. or, or uh, playing for the Yankees. Or, uh... no. No. Not playing for the Yankees. Yeah, not playing right field for the Yankees and, uh, you know, right. not going to be an astronaut. Uh, my felonies definitely prevent me from running for office. Although, uh, as we learned now, <laughs> these guess, days, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> maybe you still, maybe you still can. There's hope for everybody. There you go. There's a. <laughs> yeah, there definitely now. is. Yeah, no, yeah. The, for, for politicians, it seems that uh, their hypocrisy knows no bounds, no matter the party. Um, anyway, so what's the best way people can follow you? You got a website and you're on Facebook and stuff. Yeah, what's I'm, your website address? I'm easy to find, you know, like, like the boss says, if she's looking for me, tell her I'm easy to find. I mean, just put my name in a search and you can find me. I'm not, that's problems. You can find me too easily. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm always around, you know, social media and, uh, yeah, just, just put it always my name. Posting. Always around, always, always available. Always happy to talk to readers and, uh do that sort of thing so yeah yeah no one of the most accessible guys in the business well joe i know you got a lot going on today and you got a lot going on in your life but uh i'm really glad that you took the time to uh talk to yeah, us thanks for having me i know I the audience it. is going to love it no problem so. at all oh i know they will trust me and i, I have a feeling you're going to be back real soon whenever you want to be all right um 
Anyway, so this is uh, this has been another edition of Spies, Lies, and Private Eyes on the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. And don't forget to visit bestsellerbooks.com for the best reviews and giveaways in the business. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks a lot. You have been listening to Spies, Lies, and Private Eyes with host Terrence McCauley on Authors on the Air Global Radio Network.